Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. wrestling is, and if you don't know what that is, I would probably suggest you stop watching this video immediately. I just like that you can do whatever you want. Like two wrestlers get to a building and promoter is there. And if one of them goes, I'd like to be a penguin this evening. And everyone else goes, oh, we'd love you to be a penguin. You can go to the ring and you can be a penguin. So this is how life should be, but it doesn't always work that way. So hello, I'm Simon from What Culture. Please hit that subscribe button, wherever the flub it is. And this is 10 huge wrestling stars that lost two ridiculous opponents. Number 10, The Undertaker loses to Vladimir Kozlov. Well, you can't defend this one. Well, I suppose some credit should be given to WWE because they saw Vladimir Kozlov and decided that's our guy, we're going to push him. It didn't work, I mean, I did a better job in keeping my hair. Years and years ago, as we were hunting for new stars, we did choose Kozlov. And to this day, I don't really know why. Like, his in-ring was okay, but he didn't really cut promos. And it kind of felt like someone backstage just gone, do you remember back in the day where we would have a big foreign heel? We should do that again, even though we shouldn't have. I mean, the fact that Futurama had parodied this in the year 2000, which was eight years prior to this, is all you need to know. But we did pull the trigger, and if you can believe it, Vlad even beat The Undertaker. This wasn't done with shenanigans either. The dead man went for old school, but somehow Kozlov turned it into this slam thing, and then he covered him, and I don't know whether it took the phenom by surprise, but the referee went one, two, three, and we were done. Thousands upon thousands of people did this with their face. It also didn't help at all because soon after this, he lost to Triple H, so it's like, well, what was even the point? And soon after this, he became a comedy character. Then he was gone. Number nine, The Undertaker loses to the great Carly. See? He does lose. Now, the instant debate is going to be who was better between the great Carly and Vladimir Kozlov, but I will answer that for you right now. The answer is Carly. Like, at least he was massive, and when he was walking to the ring, you were like, oh, wow, he got something going deep down in your tum tum. There's also an amazing story that apparently one day he mistook Michael Hayes for Bray Wyatt, and I would love to have seen that played out. But if you weren't around for this, you already know what the deal is. Vince McMahon was like, well, I'm going to book you like I used to book my old monsters back in the day. And that starts by beating The Undertaker. Having a judgment day, the Giant did do away with Taker and then somehow went on to become the World Heavyweight Champion. Now, he doesn't really have much legacy this side of the pond, but if you go to India, that man is a super duper megastar. So you can't say it didn't work and you can't say it didn't have some impact because it absolutely did. Break Becky Lynch loses to Dana Brooke. So this one is super recent and to be honest with you, 
I didn't really care. Like, WWE in 2022 is so week to week. You see things on TV, you decide whether you like it or not, and then you just move forward seven days and you see what else is going to be thrown into your face. And I honestly expect them to have done everything before all is said and done. So if you're waiting there right now going, oh my gosh, I really want Shanky to defeat Roman Reigns. If you've got the patience, one day it's probably going to go down. It really, really riled up the internet wrestling community though, because of course Becky Lynch is a mega superstar. She was taking on Dana Brooke for the 24-7 title. And let's not pretend otherwise, this championship is a little bit silly. And Dana always plays her role very well, but that role is to be a bit of a goof. I mean, weeks before this, she was trying to get divorced. And there was kind of payoff to this, because once again, we got to the following week. And what did Lynch do? She absolutely destroyed Brooke and even said to her when she was dead on the floor, you can keep that title, I don't want it. We'll all forget about this in due course because that's just what we do, but if we do look at it at the context it was presented to us, yes, it was absolutely ridiculous. Number seven, John Cena loses to Kevin Federline. Well, this was an odd one, wasn't it? I mean, John Cena was such a superstar at the time, he could have lost to me and be fine, but surely that would just mean we'd try to protect him instead of losing to celebrities. And it was kind of a risk because Cena was holding the company together during this time, both in terms of ratings and how much merchandise he was selling. But I suppose somebody at WWE thought, I know how we can pop a rating. They decided to do it. This was after all the Britney Spears stuff too, so I can only imagine the powers that be thought this would get some mainstream buzz. And after Johnny Nitro and Umarka had gotten involved, you actually saw Mr. Fenline pin a multiple-time world champion. Now, it got even more dumb because before the end of the show, Cena had found him and given him an AA. So who this benefited, I don't know. Thing is, it's hard to hate this when you find out about all the stories about how Kevin Federline held himself backstage with Bruce Pitchard on his podcast saying he was one of the nicest dudes ever and he was such a fan, he was actually a little bit nervous because he didn't want to drop the ball. So now I'm going to totally change my opinion. I'm glad he beat John Cena. This is the stuff you want to hear. Number six, Charlotte Flair loses to Carmella. Now, this is the kind of thing that should happen more. In fact, it should happen a lot more. I mean, let's take something like New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you go through that company over the last few years, you will see top stars losing to up-and-coming stars cleanly in the middle of the ring because they understand, well, one day somebody did this for me, so I now need to do it to them and we'll create the circle of life. This is why it rocked when Carmella was given this spot because one, the WWE women's roster needs more bodies anyway, but two, she was getting better every single week. So why not give her a go? So you are now asking, Simon, why is this here? Well, it's nice and simple. This happened at Backlash 2018. And a couple of months before this at WrestleMania, it was Charlotte that defeated Oscar to end her undefeated streak that had been going ever since NXT. And did this help the Queen? No, she was already there. She'd already made the top tier. And did we use this in order to help anything long term? No, we did not because I've already told you. Two months later, Shah just lost to Camilla. So it's like, well, why couldn't we have kept Oscar's winning streak alive? We could have done something with it. And again, it was awesome because Carmella pinned Charlotte Flair after wrecking her knee and getting the one, two, three. But let's fast forward to today. Let's talk about right now. Carmella can barely get on television. So you can't say this helps. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Five Sasha Banks loses to the Iconics. In general, I don't really think that WWE gets what they have with Sasha Banks. Like, she just has star written all over her, not literally. And while she has had a good career, I think we could actually move her up a few pegs and she'd still continue to smash it. Banks also has a fiercely loyal following, so you know that they're going to flock to all of this. And given that Charlotte Flair has gone away for a little while, I would have taken Sasha and put her in that spot instantly. As of me talking... She's still missing in action. Now, obviously, Bailey is included in this one too, because at WrestleMania 35, her and Sasha Banks did lose the Women Tag Team Championships to the Iconics. And while I like Billy Kay and Peyton Royce and thought they always did a good job, this just came down to the legacy that we were trying to build. Because the Hugger Boss connection had gone out of their way to ensure that these brand new titles meant something. They wanted to defend them on Raw, they wanted to defend them on SmackDown, they wanted to defend them on NXT. But as soon as we did the switch, do you know how many times the Iconics defended these over the next few months? You could count them on one hand. So what we should have done is we should have kept the gold around Banks' waist and just held off on ever changing it for as long as possibly could. But look, let's be honest about this. Vince McMahon doesn't even like male tag team wrestling. This never stood a chance before Adam Cole loses to Orange Cassidy. I had no issue with this. I just want to get it out there because people get mad. I want you to understand what side of the fence I stand on. But I do understand where you're coming from. Because if you do do a quick Google and go back to this time, you will see a bunch of people go, why, why, why did this happen? Which is kind of ironic now because these same people are throwing insults at Adam Cole which is something I cannot get behind because I'm sorry, that man is just lovely. But yes, after their mini feud in AEW, they decided to do a lights out match and Orange Cassidy got the win after basically killing Cole when he dropped him through a table. Now at the time I was like, well it doesn't count towards the rankings or who the flub cares, but admittedly, Given that the long-term plan was that Adam Cole, Mr. Bebe, was going to take on Hangman Adam Page for the World Championship again, that was a little bit strange. I suppose in hindsight too, this feels more like a fever dream than a program we're going to be talking about for a good while to come. But do you know what came out of this? I don't know why I'm wagging my finger at you. The debut of Dan Housen. I'm sorry, as a man that loves goofy wrestling... I can never get mad at that. Number three, The Rock loses to The Hurricane. I mean, you cannot say The Hurricane wasn't ridiculous. He ran around in a cape, and when he was done with the promo, he would pretend to fly off. Now, it was brilliant. It was excellent. It was one of the best gimmicks ever. 
but I am using that word in the title literally. This was also ultimate proof that you can be one of the biggest stars of the company and lose and you're going to be okay because one day in 2003, The Rock did wake up, he surveyed the room and he decided to himself, I'm going to lose to the hurricane. Dwayne Johnson had also gone full Hollywood rock during this point, so everybody just wanted to see him get his ass kicked. So when it came down to our in-house superhero, who did roll him up and get the three count, well, I tell you, it was entertainment on toast. Steve Austin did interfere because of course he did, but everything from the crowd reaction to The Rock's face to how happy the hurricane was, honestly, this was almost 20 years ago and it still pleases me that is the magic of wrestling. Number two, MJF loses to Sean Dean twice. Another success story and a reminder that when it comes to wrestling rules, they can be used to your advantage. Because ever since its inception, AEW rarely does shenanigan finishes, like a count out, a DQ, or a no contest. They shy away from those, so when all of a sudden you get one on a dynamite, you stand up and go, hot damn, something's happened. This got even better when MJF was involved because everybody hates that guy. So when he was facing Sean Dean and CM Punk just walked to the ring and gave the captain a GTS, meaning Maxwell had just been disqualified, well, this was some good storytelling. It had happened again when Friedman was trying to beat Dean, but this time Wardlow chased him away. And MGF was even on the ramp where going, please referee, don't count me out, don't count me out, because he cared about being defeated. But the rules are the rules, so we got the 10. It was just a huge sign that you should always save this nonsense for when it makes sense. Once again, go and listen to the fans. They erupted for a count out finish. I cannot remember the last time I saw that. Number one, Chris Jericho loses to Fandango. This one is quite the tale. Because when Chris Jericho decided he would return to WWE to do a WrestleMania program, he was told he'd be working with Ryback. Vince McMahon wanted to get the big guy over because he was muscular. So Chris Jericho looked at him and thought, okay. Then Chris walked through the door and was told, oh, no, actually, sorry, Y2J. We've changed our mind and now you're going to be taking on Fandango this was a different kettle of fish. Because for those who don't know, Fandango was a ballroom dancer, which means straight away you have to ask the question, well, why did this guy think that ballroom dancing was going to help him become a WWE champion? And the answer to this day is that nobody knows. Jericho was more than capable of doing this too, and there was actually a little bit of buzz after Fandango had won, because we had the whole Fandango in, but WWE ran that into the ground really quickly. And then they just gave up on the man, meaning a loss for Chris Jericho at the flipping showcase of the Immortals meant nothing. So this is why we always need to know where we're going and have a proper plan. Otherwise, you end up at the sad station. I'm sick of going there. You have to walk really carefully because it's just filled with people's tears. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.